Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. It is February 27th, 2022. This is Tom coming to you from the Sawdust Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. Fingers crossed, we are here on a Sunday in the studios. The equipment seems to be working, and hopefully we have a professional-sounding audio today. Yes. Check. One, two, three microphone compressor com- condenser microphone interface and hopefully functioning internet and there we go that's the show so far so good <laughs> okay let's cut off now before before everything crashes to the ground let's get out no, of here look you need good equipment to be able to run a good show and you need good sponsors to be able to run a good show and our first sponsor is a very exciting one athletic greens everybody tons of people take multivitamins some people are out there on their kitchen counter every morning like okay I'm Walter White of my own domain. I'm about to head to my substitute teacher job, but first things first, got to take these drugs or drugs or minerals or 75 high-quality vitamins. Well, guess what? You don't need to be Walter White. You can just mix up that athletic greens powder into a glass of water in the morning, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of cup, uh, one scoop in the cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast, ladies and gentlemen, ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform where you can talk stuff to other people and fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, networking, finding new friends, finding people like the Steelers. If you don't live in a Steelers-centric city, although I don't even know if that exists, the greatest franchise in the history of all organized sports, that was for almost 20 years, led by the greatest athlete in the history of organized team sports, Ben Roethlisberger. God rest his playing soul's career. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. I got a phone call yesterday. Did you? I did. Okay. The Steelers want to interview me for the general manager job. You know, that it doesn't surprise me. You'd be about the 85th 
candidate that they're interviewing for this thing. So the, the, the list is getting long. And like we said before, it's a weird time in Steelers history, but it's sort of exciting with the massive turnover when you're talking about the franchise quarterback and then the general manager. Kevin Colbert, one of the most well-respected general managers in the league. Obviously, that's a tough blow for to lose him, like at the same time as Ben. I saw some people, Dad, complaining about the fact that Kevin Colbert's doing one last draft. Like, why don't you just hand the keys over? I think that's a pretty simple one, right? Like, the draft starts in season when the college players are playing football in which you would like to watch them play football to judge how good they are at playing football or how good they may become. So, really, he's in the middle of the draft process. So, if he left right now, he would just be ditching the team so it does make sense i'm glad that he's staying on for one last run here but they're about to find the next guy with the added dimension he's inside of the steelers he understands their needs better than an outsider would even if all things being equal anybody could evaluate this college talent but he he can look at it through the lens of the steelers yeah totally they have they have so this is so is the argument that the past few years so yes and so is the argument that this won't be his guy, the new general manager's guys. He won't be able yeah. to manage it next year. Right. That's yeah. the argument from people. But, but we're like talking about like, four guys, by the season way. Wrong. People are looking at the season wrong. Yeah, four guys who are going to stay on the team. Exactly. They're, they're looking at the season wrong. They're thinking, oh, the offseason started, so here's the GM. No, no, no. We are in the middle of the GM season. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really get that argument. So. The new guy's going to come in. He's going to have 53 new guys plus a practice squad, not some big slate of draftees that uh, he's not going to, quote-unquote, have brought in. Yeah, this isn't like one regime and coaching staff drafting a quarterback and then another regime coming in and not being a fan of that quarterback. You know, Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago. I mean, obviously they got rid of him before uh, Nagy was fired, but that's the same thing. Like, if you had Mitchell Trubisky and Nagy loved him and then they fired him and had a new coaching staff, maybe that coaching staff scouted Trubisky during the draft process and were out on him. Like, there's no way we're drafting this one-year starter from North Carolina. So they may have never liked the guy and they would want to get a new guy. Similarly to how when you fire a head coach and you want to get a new head coach, you really got to bring the head coach and the GM in at the same time. Because generally the GMs are always looking for their head coach, and the head coach has a particular philosophy. So I understand with those things where you want some continuity, but it makes sense that Colbert's leading his last offseason right now. What do you think about the, the, the fact that they're interviewing so many people for the GM job? And I don't know if this is exactly odd, right? I, I would assume kind of everybody interviews a ton of people for their GM job, although when I think about the news reports of, of the turnip, you know, whether it's the Jets and the, and the Jaguars every year, I don't recall the list being this extensive, but then again, a lot of those other teams are looking every five years or the Steelers are looking every 20. Let's be specific. There have been 13 candidates or 13 interviews of candidates at this point, which includes our our internal candidates. I don't know. They have the luxury of time, right? Yeah. I guess, I mean, you want them in when when, uh, OTA start, I assume. I think there's no reason not to be thorough about something so important. May I just yeah. divert for one second? Because sure. among the three guys that were just interviewed or just asked in is Joe Hortiz of the Baltimore Ravens. He's been with the Ravens for 24 years as uh, and later, late as the director of player personnel. What do you think bringing in a Ravens guy would, would be like? I mean, 
It's arguably one of the best scouting departments in the entire NFL, one of the best player personnel departments. Obviously, they can't draft a receiver to save their life. But they've also had success handing the reins down from Ozzie Newsom's incredible tenure going to, I think it's Eric DaCosta, right? So they actually have a history of being able to groom these kind of guys, sort of like how the Patriots have a history of being able to pass the baton down from defensive coordinators. And uh, so you definitely got to interview a Ravens guy, and especially since it's just the Steelers in Baltimore. So you know that you guys, A, share a lot of similar values, B, share similar opponents. So you're both going to have to deal with Jamar Chase twice a year for ten, for the next 10 years. I'm sure he's been thinking about that as well. So if you're interviewing candidates, like I'm trying to interview guys from the Steelers, the Patriots, you know, and then wherever the great coaches are. So McVay, Andy Reid, Shanahan, uh, the, you know, um, Sean Payton. It makes a lot of sense to me. You asked me what I thought about the numbers. I wonder if this gives you the advantage of a lot of comparisons. I prefer the internal guys because you have actually seen them in the job. Maybe not the job of GM, but you've seen them in action at work and you know what they're all about. These other guys, you know, everybody can talk a good game. Although the, the advantage in the NFL, it seems to me, is you know somebody who knew that guy. You know, in the world, right. in the world of work, a lot of times, if you're not linked in with somebody, you're getting somebody random, and you're interviewing them, hope that they just didn't just snow you in an interview. I think it's probably a little harder in the NFL, but you do want the benefit of comparing a lot of guys to see maybe what you've got in your own internal guys. Is there anything we miss that these got that our own guys don't have? I wonder how much of it is also just getting an idea of other philosophies from other teams. That. I'm sure you are getting yeah. that information outside of interviews, right? Like you're professionals in in the game of football. So I'm sure during the year and during the off season, you are networking with other people and you're able to study what other people are doing. But I wonder if like a formal interview where the guy has to lay out his plan for you, if that actually gives you some good intel. Yeah, I'd like to hear a guy articulate it. Unlike I'm, I'm doing with my answer to you. I would like him to lay it out. Specifically, can I understand it and do I agree with it? And yeah, I think talking to a lot of people might reveal something that you hadn't thought of before. And I do agree in terms of hoping that they hire internally. I really hope that Brandon Hunt is the guy. You know, Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan, uh, the two Steelers incumbents who we've been talking about for years, guys who have gotten interviews for GM jobs for other teams over the past two seasons. And I, I guess I would prefer Brandon Hunt a little bit more since he comes from the scouting background. But once again, we, we don't know what they do on the day-to-day, obviously. Omar Khan, a little bit more part of the cap massaging and management side of it. But I'm sure they if they're both being considered for GM, they know about player personnel. But I trend towards wanting a player personnel guy. And I think the reason for wanting an internal candidate is the Steelers have managed players and acquired players – extremely successfully over the Kevin Colbert tenure. I know we all have complaints about certain players they've taken. And honestly, Dad, as this year has gone on, I've mentioned on the podcast a few times, I I think that the Roonies have more control in especially first-round picks than we thought they did before, especially when you look back to the Ben Roethlisberger story where Cower wanted to draft some guard out of Wisconsin or something like that. He wanted a lineman, and the Rooney stepped in and said, you're taking Roethlisberger, we need a quarterback. And when I look at how the Steelers' offseasons play out, and you 
the Roonies always point to what they're going to do. Last year when they said that it is unacceptable for a Pittsburgh Steelers team to be last in rushing, and they go out and draft the running back. And you can make arguments on that, right? Does the running back fish the, <laughs> fix the rushing attack? Or more obviously and more universally accepted, does the offensive line do that? But they always point to it. We need a, when we need a pass rusher and they get Bud Dupree, he doesn't pan out, they take another pass rusher. It's the Steelers. We're getting a good edge rusher. Like that is tradition. That is how the team has been built for decades. You know they're taking T.J. Watt that year. They're taking him. Uh, they kind of show you who they're going to take. And then the, the two biggest examples to me, except for like here, – here's examples. It's going Jarvis Jones, Bud Dupree, and T.J. Watt within a very short time span of each other in first rounds after Harrison was getting older and the Steelers value that position a lot. And then the desperation picks of – Artie Burns and Terrell Edmonds. One of them has panned out, Terrell Edmonds, and then Artie Burns a bust. But two guys who are universally considered to be um, dramatically overdrafted. But the stories in those offseasons and also even coming out of the press conferences were, we need secondary help. So that's a long way of me saying, I think that the Roonies may have a little bit more control. And so when you look at Kevin Colbert's tenure, I think that's the only big um, red flag for him would be some of these first-round picks where you, you scratch your head. But overall, if you look at the Steelers, wrapping this point up here, Dad, is they have an inordinate number of players who are star players who are homegrown, especially considering that the Steelers are a rebuilding team. If you look at the Rams, if you look at the Bengals, the Bengals have some good stars that are homegrown, but they really made a Super Bowl run because they signed like four agents, free agents on defense and bolstered their whole team that way. One of them got absolutely mossed and embarrassed in the end zone. You know, he was trying to cover Odell Beckham Jr., this short cornerback who they picked up from the AFC North, and he did a great job getting them to the Super Bowl. And then he, he got embarrassed in front of everybody on national television, and that replay will, will replay forever. For the end of time, and that's Mike Hilton, and he did a very poor job trying to cover Odell Beckham Jr. But anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is you can't deny the num the amount of stars the Steelers have that are in house, especially when you consider the trajectory that Najee and Frymouth look like they're on. So I think you started this. I think the point you were making was that the Rooneys exert more control than we might have thought. It Here's was what that we I want more of Kevin Colbert. I guess that's my point. And I'm saying when people complain about Kevin Colbert, I was getting in front of that by saying I think some of that is forced on Kevin. No doubt that the Roonies instilled a culture and one that you pointed to, homegrown talent versus trying to draft. Um, do you remember – I don't know if you knew this. Versus or free agency, yeah. When – I'm not sure it was called free agency back then in the uh, – in the dark times when the Steelers would just trade away all their draft picks to get named guys. And it was a it was a bust of a philosophy. And I wonder if that is in the DNA. No, Dad tried that. It doesn't work. You know what we're not like for sure? We're not like Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry. The Washington Commanders. <laughs> Commies, baby. That stupid name. Anyway, we're not, they're not that extreme. I would love to know what the balance is. I mean, there are three guys making decisions, presumably, right? Colbert, uh, Rooney, and Tomlin. And you just wonder how many times Rooney's literally had to come out and say, no, we're doing this, versus there's a game of persuasion so that nobody's feeling like they don't have input. I'd like to know. I don't, it doesn't seem like it's an overt. He, he just overrules those guys. It seems like they get to, if they don't get a consensus, 
I assume Rooney gets the final vote, but hopefully that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, because they, they, be, they seem men. to be. They seem to be a. I think they're integrated. Men, yeah. yeah. They. I think that they get a tremendous amount of freedom, but then when it comes time to these to these big issues, Rooney says, "This is how it's going. You get a lot of freedom. This is how it's going right now." And they're like, "All right, we'll work within those confines." We are spending a lot of time on the general manager, but let's talk about what everybody's spending time on: inordinate, unending, infinite discussion on the Steelers' future quarterback. Speaking of Colbert, he, in an interview a couple of weeks, said, um, we know we're going to add to the position, i.e. quarterback, and we're going to go to the camp with four. If we had to start today with Mason, as Mason would be our starter. We're going to build the best team around him. And he also expects to tender Dwayne Haskins. And other than that, we have what? Yeah, they need Josh Dobbs more. and a, yeah, no, I don't, maybe I don't think Josh they have Dobbs. any of them. I think they just have two right now. And so, but, I mean, would they... You don't think Josh Dobbs is a candidate to be one of the four? I think he could be, yeah. Um, and then a veteran. It's, it's, it seems like an almost guarantee that they're going to they're gonna pick up a veteran. And I just hope they don't do the stupid thing that they've done two times already and draft a mid-round quarterback. As we can see, it just doesn't work. Like You get the one in a million that are Dak Prescott, especially in a crappy quarterback draft like this. Um, I just hope that they don't waste a pick on that. So there have been some reports that have come out recently that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go to the Steelers for a fourth rounder and a fourth round conditional. A lot of people have shot those rumors down simply because of the timing of the whole thing. Like they're going to want to see, I think Derek on Twitter at Derek the kid mentioned that, you know, wisely the 49ers are probably going to wait till Russ, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson find landing spots so that they can figure out, um, what the options are for Jimmy Garoppolo, because they're going to try to do right by the guy. They love him publicly. Everybody talks about that. Their divorce is going is very amicable, it seems that way. Um, I've been on the record as saying, and, and some people disagree with me, I truly, after watching a lot of both guys, I do not think Jimmy Garoppolo is much better than Mason Rudolph. And I know people think that's insane, but you see a team that has made it to the AFC champ- NFC Championship game two out of the last four years in the Niners, and they can't get over the hill because the guy, like, he. what does one good Jimmy Garoppolo play? I mean, they're making it to the Super Bowl in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. Just like the Rams made it to the Super Bowl in spite of Jared Goff. Look what Jared Goff did. Yes, I know on a talentless Lions team, but he did nothing on that team. He, like, I, I just, people need to understand that you can be an average to mediocre quarterback, and if you're on an incredible team, you can win a lot of games. Jimmy Garoppolo got to the last Super Bowl throwing, what, like four passes in one game? It's so exaggerated and so in your face. And what I'm trying to say is that Jimmy Garoppolo, not only is he the worst scheme fit I could ever think of for Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers, and yes, lots of this based off of Ben Roethlisberger, but their offense is basically, we're going to get two receivers on the outside and we're going to throw one-on-ones. We're going to throw on the sideline, we're going to throw bombs, and we're going to try and get one-on-one matchups. He does not throw outside the numbers. He has like the lowest percentage of completions or even attempts outside the numbers, and part of that is Shanahan's system because Shanahan likes attacking over the middle. But that's not Jimmy Garoppolo's game. And I know that you could say Matt Canada may want to be more like Shanahan, but Matt Canada is in the doghouse for us right now. We're not going to really hang any hats on him. Um, So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I just – when you have a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, 
who completes a 20-yard pass like every six weeks, and usually it's schemed up for him with a wide-open play action. And um, I that's just so difficult to win with that. At least with Mason Rudolph, you're going to push the ball down the field a little bit more. And I understand that they're going to try to be a ball-control running offense. I don't think that they can improve the line that substantially in one offseason. I think it's going to take two offseasons. So I think you're going to see a lot of what you've seen the past two years with the offense. They just, they're not going to have the personnel, the big guys. But if they wanted to trade a fourth-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, I would say a fourth. I'd prefer that than, than drafting a quarterback in the fourth round. Any a first, second, or third-round pick for any of these quarterbacks who aren't Russell Wilson or Rodgers or Watson, I, I can't stand by that. What do you think about getting – uh, there's other quarterbacks I like besides Garoppolo. Like, I would love Minshew. Wentz is not overly attractive either. We know what he is. But even if you've got a cheaper, like, um, a cheap guy like Trubisky or Mariota who offers some mobility, those would be more interesting picks to me. Not as the quarterback of the future, but as bridge guys. Whereas Garoppolo and Wentz, they just – well, Garoppolo doesn't offer anything, and then Wentz is, you know, he's a – He's, just, he's a comedy act on a football field, so that's a weird pick to me. What, how do you feel about them bringing in a veteran guy, or you, you don't really think it matters too much? They're all basically similar versions of their mediocre, variations of their mediocre selves. I would favor bringing in a veteran. Sometimes they kind of recreate themselves in a different system. And because we are not looking for, we're not looking for a guy for five years, right? We're kind of plugging a hole for a year or two. Yeah. And, you know, I've read... Yeah, there's a lot of mostly cons, but pros on all these guys. You have Derek Carr, who isn't that expensive, and you he's have Matt Ryan. He's a star, and he's not, he's not going to be available. If you could get Derek Carr, I'd be like, absolutely. And he actually probably could be, like, the next guy. Like, if you get Derek Carr, you don't have to draft anybody. He's really good. I, but I'm with you. Like, these, you say these guys reinvent yourself. That's why I prefer Trubisky and Mariota. I don't think anybody here, except for Minshew. Minshew's the one where I'm like, of course I want him because he has a mullet and a mustache, and he's awesome. But also, he pushes the ball downfield. He throws touchdowns. He doesn't even throw that many interceptions. He can scramble, and he's just kind of like not overly talented, so his ceiling's not that high. I really compare him to a Fitzpatrick. He's like a modern-day Fitzpatrick whose career may be a little bit easier because the passing rules are so much easier. But with Mariota and Trubisky, their physical talent – is so much greater than Jimmy Garoppolo's, and, and, and same with Carson Wentz, um, that I would prefer somebody with more physical talent than a Jimmy Garoppolo. How about the Red Rifle? Yeah, I, uh, I guess that would be good. You just can't have that. I mean, he, let's just be honest. You're talking about either getting the hottest quarterback in the history of the league and the supermodel Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz, who looks like Prince Harry. I don't know which prince. Whichever one looks like dog crap. That's what... Like, You can't have that in a Steelers uniform, please. I mean, you just came off of a supermodel Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. No, I'm sorry, that was uh, me, just, Carson. But really... The, do you the, think, like, do you think yeah, Jimmy G goofy. is more handsome? Is Jimmy G more handsome than Mason? Oh, yeah, dude. Jimmy G is chiseled. Mason's uh, face is, he's got Mr. Potato Head face. He's a good-looking guy, but the proportions are all off. Well, let's face it. Gardner Minshew will cost us about um, $8,000. So Whatever it he's costs. affordable. No guaranteed money. Give me Minshew. 
I haven't heard any Minshew smoke. I don't even know what his contract situation is with the Eagles, but that's the example of a guy who I would love to get, who would be fun. It's kind of like a, uh, an upgraded Tyler Heineke. I'd rather have one of those guys to watch who offers you some upside because, look, Jimmy Garoppolo, the only time you want – there is no time to want him. If you can't win with a team of all pros and Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, there's literally no other place you could go. Like, that is the top of, like, the best play calling and the best roster when they lost that Super Bowl to the Packers. And, like, so that's why I just think, what is even the point of Jimmy Garoppolo? If he couldn't win the Super Bowl with those teams, I mean, he arguably has the best receiver and best tight end in the league with Debo Samuel and Kittle. So what is the point? Is it just to stabilize? You know what I'm saying, Dad? Like, I think that there's actually, I, I guess there is something to that, like, we do just want a stabling presence for two years while we grow our team and, and get these and move these other players into leadership roles as Cam gets older. And do you think there's any value to that? Because I, I don't think that there's a ton of value to that. I think there's other guys who could provide that leadership and actually throw a couple touchdowns. I looked at the 21-year gap between Bradshaw and Roethlisberger. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I mean, it was a winning record. Um, made the playoffs 11 out of the 21 times. We only had five, that seven losing seasons in that time. And you know who, who the star of that 21 years was? Well, I guess you already know this. Probably Brister. Neil O'Donnell. Well, he got them he to the Super Bowl. And then 63 and 36. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, maybe Neil O'Donnell, if he were playing in today's day and age, would do better because his nutrition will be on point because he could use athletic greens, which is – it's not a multivitamin. It's a super vitamin. Basically, all you got to do is you take this athletic greens powder, you pour it into your water, you drink it. And what goes down your throat? I'll tell you. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help – start your day right it's lifestyle friendly it adapts to a wide range of diets contains less than one gram of sugar big one there no gmos no chemicals or artificial anything plus it costs less than three bucks per day it's time to reclaim your health you got to arm your immune system with convenience keyword daily nutrition especially during cold and flu season just one scoop and a cup of water every single day no need for a billion different pills Athletic Greens is actually going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which is nice. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to athletes, you can talk to fans and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Look, a lot of people have actually met as sports fans over the internet and met up at Heinz Field, at the Mecca, and formed communities that way, and it's a pretty cool thing that happens. ColorCast is a perfect place to nurture that experience all you got to do is download the color cast app for free in the ios app store create a profile link your twitter and join the group just wanted to answer the question i looked up gardner Minshew has one year left on his contract at two and a half million dollars which is by far his most lucrative year give him eight lure him away hey so we actually have things going on we have the 
Underwear Olympics starting March 1st through March 7th. The NFL Combine will take place at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, perhaps for the last time. But at least we'll have some some stuff to talk about. We'll be able to yeah. overlay the results of the Combine with what we're learning in the Draft Network. Yeah, definitely. And I know everybody's going to be excited to see Malik Willis. I'll be excited to see him. I think I mentioned on prior podcasts that I have watched a little bit of his film. It's really exciting. He does have elite talent. His arm is phenomenal. His legs are great. His size, his shortness concerns me because I I think that it's turned out that Drew Brees and Russell Wilson are the exception to the rule rather than the harbinger of uh, of a new prototype. I think Kyler Murray and Baker really struggle with the height issues. They get swallowed up in the pocket a lot. So I do think being that short is an issue. And he's... And, and I guess – so what I'm trying to say is that it's not just hype with Malik Willis. He's really talented. He's also very raw. you got to think it took Josh Allen, who's significantly more talented, because I do think Josh Allen is the most talented quarterback to ever come in the NFL. When you think about it, like his arm strength is as good as anybody's, Favre, Rodgers, Mahomes, but he's substantially bigger and substantially faster. And even that guy has taken a few years to come into his own. Can the Steelers coax that out of a guy? I don't know. Uh, but also, I was having, I was seeing, looking in some Twitter conversations today, and people are saying you absolutely need to address quarterback this year. I, I think bridge quarterback is really the way you want to do it because if you want to trade the farm up for somebody like Malik Willis, why wouldn't you just do it next year for better prospects like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? I don't know about Rattler, you know what his status is, but there are other guys with similar tools to him. And you're going to have to trade the farm either way, sure. Maybe you don't have to trade the farm to get Willis. Maybe he slides to 11, 12, 13, 14. So I don't know. But just when you said the combine, of course, I think of him. That's what every Steelers fan wants to hear about. And I would assume that his stock could skyrocket after the combine because you'd think a, a good athlete like that would do great numbers. I mean, he's not tiny. I, well, I just looked at him. Six, he's six reported to be six one, with, Which I is just definitely mean a- six. But, right, we're going to get a confirmation of that in the combine right now. That's pretty yeah. small for a quarterback. That's Baker. and Yeah, I guess Kyler is tiny. Kyler is 5'7". Who knows? What kind of prosthetics did he use, Dad? Because he measured in at the combine, like naked, at like 5'11". And there's no way. I bet you they use like prosthetics on his feet or something crazy. I, I sincerely they... think that. I wonder if anybody gets... I mean, there's enough people around you'd think that it would be legitimate measurements. Who knows? Less less uh, concerning to me, what is more concerning is that he played at Liberty. Doesn't that bother you? How much you? did it affect you that Ben played at Miami, Ohio? Or is Miami of Ohio that much better than, than Liberty? Oh, I think Miami of Ohio is signif- significantly better yeah. than Liberty. And I also look at Ben... His his measurables, right? He, he can right, yeah. take a hit. He's just a he was a juggernaut physically. Yeah, before I, I'm just Allen, asking maybe he'd be that that guy. Most no, but this goes yeah. back to this goes back to picking a, a kind of a needle in a haystack when you say, you know, Ben didn't get. I don't. know. What was his recruiting uh, experience that he went to Miami of Ohio? He played receiver for the first three years in high school because the coach's son played quarterback. The coach the coach has come out in interviews now. To his credit, calling himself an idiot. Like, yeah, obviously I was a terrible coach. Uh, and then Ben, he was recruited And his kid went to Liberty? Late. No, he 
Uh, actually, he's could have been somewhere and played linebacker or something. But uh, Ben's first game in high school, I think he threw for 400 yards or something like that and immediately started getting offers. But Miami of Ohio was first, and he really wanted to go to Ohio State, and they eventually, much later, offered him, I believe. I could be getting this wrong, but I think this is right. And he wanted to stay with uh, – Damn, I forgot the coach's name. He passed away within the past few years from Miami of Ohio, but he stayed loyal to that guy. Uh, because clearly with Ben, yeah, you don't, you only need a couple high school games to realize, oh, this 6'4 monster, 6'5 <laughs> plays like this. I, I'm, I, you know, People get scholarships for less. Well, but you're right. You're, his measurables are so insane that even though Miami of Ohio is already better, but on top of that, the measurables, that's crazy. Yeah, so it, it, I would not want to burn a high draft pick, a, a first round draft pick on Malik Willis because of the because of the size, but more because he he came from Liberty, which doesn't mean he couldn't be good in the NFL. I mean, right. I, I I could be eating crow in two years, but what? Let's go with the odds. And yeah, I just think that these guys come out now. I think that there's a lot of guy. There's great athletes who play quarterback now, um, more than there ever were before. So we're tempted because the guy's got a rocket arm. There's at least one rocket arm guy coming out every single year. So we're probably burning this conversation a little bit early because how many times are we going to have this? We're probably going to have – this is going to be like Le'Veon Bell. You remember the two-year Bell saga with the double franchise tags and just felt like we're constantly talking about whether he's going to report or not? I think that's what we're in for with the QB thing coming up here. I want Ben. Well, it's a good good, uh, transition, no double entendre intended, but the franchise – slash transition tag deadline is March 8th. Do you see the Steelers applying that? Nope. Luckily, they don't really have to worry about that now. And they, Hey, they could be sitting pretty at 30 mil or something like that in terms of salary cap space once they make you know, some cuts. They talked about Stefan Tewitt, that, they're, um, that they are leaving the door open for him. It sort of looks unlikely to me, but uh, we'll see. There's, they uh, won't be franchise tagging anybody. We'll see if they pick up the fifth-year option on Devin Bush. And um, it's it, it'll be a different looking off season for them than it has in the past. Now we'll be covering the whole thing thanks to Sports Drink. Today's episode and all episodes of Steelers Outpost podcast brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet company that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and. To hate your favorite team, unless it's the Steelers. We hate all other teams. They all suck. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on the socials. Go to sportsdrink.org or just go to at sportsdrink on Instagram. Spell like sportsdrink without the vowels. So that's sportsdrink. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Just a couple human interest stories here. Mike Mitchell catches on with the Colts as the assistant secondary coach. What do you think about that? I think that a lot of those secondary guys, especially the vocal ones like Mike Mitchell, are great candidates for coaches because the secondary is definitely one of the most intelligent positions. You have to learn a lot. I mean, the offenses are so complicated. You have to work in tandem with the other positions. I think that a lot of secondary guys have some of the best football IQ. And then when you have – the passion of Mike Mitchell and I could see that lending well to younger players and being able to relate to them. Now he's a hard ass. I wonder how much of his playing style, he's like a Ryan Clark. I wonder how much of that playing style, well, it doesn't translate as much anymore. So I wonder about it from that angle, but I've always thought that he's been well-spoken. Even if he gets angry a lot, maybe that'll hype up the, the, the players and, 
cool. It's good for him. I mean, but I wouldn't have taken him on the Steelers because it seems like any time a good former player, people are going to argue me, argue with me with good there. He was up and down, but he had some good moments. Uh, whenever a good former player coaches for the Steelers, doesn't work out well. The Steelers Outpost podcast has an opportunity to leverage its brand because apparently the name of Heinz Stadium is up for grabs. Now, Heinz had the contract for 20 years. They were extended through 2021. Art Rooney said it's likely that they will, what is the exact word he uses? Something we ha- we're having conversations with. He's optimistic that Heinz will end up with the name of, naming rights of the stadium again. But given the cost, the original cost 20 years ago, it was $57 million for 20 years. It's crazy. Even 20 years ago, 57 doesn't seem like a lot, a lot of money for 20 years. You know, under $3 million a year, I think, let's say a 5% increase in CPI. I, mean, I think we could do it for the under the $400 million that SoFi is paying for L.A. Stadium. Well, you're not factoring in the free catch-up. All right, because that's the finest ketchup in all the land. I mean, you can't put a price on that. No, I made the mistake of going off-brand one time, and I regretted it. So I would 100% agree with you. Yeah, you just do that to you know test the levels of, of human resilience. Hunts is garbage. It's awful. I've tried it as well just to, to know that, hey, we know that this is going to be dog crap compared to the – glorious smooth tingly salty elixir that is heinz ketchup but let's just confirm so i could oh, yep this is absolute diarrhea can't do it hunts terrible screw you well i'm happy the technology held together today during this podcast i'm gonna sign out here and we'll get this thing burned onto the tape and out to the nice. people cool. hit us up on twitter at steelers outpost shoot us an email at steelers outpost at gmail.com thanks for listening until next week Go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. 
Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.